a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I've been thinking a lot lately about the power of personal transformation. I mean, transformation, if you look in the dictionary, it's defined as a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. I mean, that's kind of broad, right? And and obviously when you go through transformation, there's inside and out. That's what I'm all about. When we are asked to undergo a transformation, we must also let go. Let go of that which is no longer serving us in order to call in that which does. That's really, really important. That's why like even clearing your closet creating room for new clothes can really transform your energy as well. Transformation is a journey of self-discovery and acceptance, which, you know, helps you thrive and survive and enjoy positive mental health and well-being. And life is always making demands of you, and it can feel satisfying when you are able to meet those demands through transforming who you are and what you do. It facilitates greater self-love, which by the way, in turn attracts love. Because as I always say, when you love you, that's when other people do too. I know it's really simplistic, but honestly, at the end of the day, people come to me all the time. Kimmy, help me find my soulmate. Kimmy, help me find love. But at the end of the day, when they find their own self-love, that's when the magic happens because that's so attractive. And as you get older, you go through life experiences that shape who you are and that determines who you attract in your life. Now, this is where the transformation comes in. I always half joke, now don't get mad at me, that we should have a partner for each decade in our lives. I tr- Sometimes I really think that because who we are say in our 20s, is so vastly different than when we are in our 50s and what we're looking for. So if you know me or have been listening to my podcast for a while, know that I'm all about transformation, which is rooted in my own story of going from frumpy mom to sexy mama when I had my red dress moment. And it really did take an internal shift in the way that I showed up to then go inward to build my confidence and eventually attract new love. And one thing I don't think I ever shared is that while I was going through this transformation, a lot of hard stuff was happening. A lot of uncomfortable stuff was going on and it wasn't easy. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I tried on the red dress and poof, my life was great. Um, It was not all rainbows and roses. I'll just say that being a single mom in a new state with no support system, with two small kids under the age of three, let me tell you, it really sucked. I don't know how, (laughs) I don't even know what word to describe that. I remember those nights lying in bed, crying, not knowing how I was going to move on and have the energy to find a new career. There was a way I could help anybody at that point as a therapist. I'm like, you think you have issues? Let me go on a couch for a second. And I remember not having one single friend to confide in while being stared by married moms who complained. Like, I just remember being at school with my kids and the moms were complaining about their bad manicure. I like, I did not relate at all and forget about even thinking about dating. I had hit rock bottom. And even after my red dress moment, 
I wanted to go back in my oversized black clothes, crawl back in bed and never see the world again. But obviously I didn't, right? You're listening to me now. I used my discomfort and used my pain to push me forward into this new life I have now. And let me tell you, that the people I have attracted in my life now are so different than the ones I had before when I was in that dark place. And adversity and transformation, I really want you to get this. It's an important podcast today. Are gifts in disguise, but you can't always see it at the time. It's not until you go through it and you look back and you're like, oh, wow, there's the gift. Be willing to be uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. Realize that, accept it, embrace it. People tend to cling to stability and comfort, but your personal transformation requires you to step into new environments, meet new people, and do things that you're not used to. And guess what? That is what attracts love into your life, as you need it now. So with me today is an awesome guy who has certainly gone through quite a personal transformation and now helps others do the same and better their lives. As a certified trainer in NLP and life coaching, he brings his clients a wealth of knowledge and expertise to help them overcome obstacles in their day-to-day work and personal relationships. Having gone from cherished football star to respected police officer to Fallon, serving prison time, and he is a rare gem and a real-world expert in what it takes to survive and thrive regardless of circumstances. With support, his clients experience personal transformation that helps them make more money and live better in every way. He is the author of his new book, Super Exciting, Badge Bars to Beyond, How I Became Back from Sinning to Winning. Joe Kelly, hi! Hey, thank you so much for uh, having me on. Um, Actually, uh, the beginning, what you were saying and and every topic hit me on so many different levels. So many. And I'm not mad at you for the first one. Me and my wife talk about it all the time. I think part of uh, the beginning of our relationship is we were both looking for somebody that wanted to grow together. It was kind of like the, the bar, you know, because we're not who we were 10 years ago, like you said. But we constantly work together. Um, together and separately on our on our personal growth, business growth, you know, relationships growth, and we constantly do that. So I, I appreciate love that. It. I mean, this is I I I love you guys so much. I had the pleasure of meeting both of you. We're in a mastermind group together, and um, I, I want to like actually go back in time because like seeing the two of you now, I would never know this story you had, (laughs) you know, like it's crazy to me. And, and I think it's so inspirational because there's a lot of people who might be in a challenging place and a low place thinking, how can I ever get there? So I I would love for you to share your story because you, you have a lot of twists and turns. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing, you know, considering some of our circle um, that we've been around. And when I share my story and they look at me like, wow, um, you know, and my story is basically, you know, uh, in the beginning, I was I was proud of, uh, of what I did. I worked very hard to go to college and school. I earned athletic scholarships for football and baseball. Um, I got into the police academy at a very early age. Um, not only was I, you know, a police officer, I was on the emergency response team. I was canine. I went right up through um, all of it. You know what I mean? And I had many accomplishments in my life. Uh, and then there was a dark time and I call it, it became a defining moment. 
um, where I got hurt on the job. And um, a lot of the stuff that I was going through during that time as a police officer, seeing stuff that people normally don't see um, and dealing with a lot of stuff emotionally, you know, as police officers, we're taught, we're taught to give the help, not ask for it. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, with that, you know, my ego and my pride and everything held me back. So me not asking for help and talking about the things that were bothering me internally, you know, it would come out in home during my marriage or with the lieutenant, you know, the authority figures. And when I got hurt, they uh, prescribed me uh, Percocet. You know, and uh, when they prescribed me per- Percocet and I was on that medication, um, it took away all those internal feelings. You know what I mean? Um, wow. You know, not right away I took it, you know, to go back to work faster because I was never one to sit on the couch and be laid up. So at first I was taking more and more of the medications because I just wanted to go back to doing the things I always did. Um, and then, you know, subconsciously or, or somewhere in there, you mean, it, it started numbing that pain and, and stuff that I would see from, you know, bad car accidents and crib deaths and, and stuff that normal people don't see that I wasn't talking about. And, you know, long story short, you know, um, it, it's, it, it was like the perfect storm. Mm. Um, it eventually took everything from me, um, including my freedom. Um, and I don't know, I mean, if, if you ever spent one night in jail, um, you realize how precious freedom is. Um, wow. And uh, so a lot of my story is, is based on that. And when they prescribed that stuff, you know, they gave me more and more because of my status in the community and who I was. Um, they, and no one handed me a thing saying, hey, when you stop taking this, you're going to feel off or you may not want to take so much of this. I was never given, you know, those types of um, things that we all know now. And maybe we knew then, but I didn't. I just wanted to go do the things I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, long story short, you'll read it in the book is, is mm. a lot of that story. I mean, but the book is, uh, you know, obviously something I want a lot of people to read. But more importantly, I urge people to read it to learn from it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. it's. It's about, yeah, my downfall. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're from yellow jail. You know, addiction doesn't discriminate. You know, I was raised very well. You know, I did well for myself. Um, and things happen. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a lot of people out there, you know, that, that are struggling um, or continue to struggle or have passed away, you know, that at, at a very young age. So I'm very passionate about what I do. And the book is, you know, it's the hero's journey type of story. But a lot of my book is based on how, how I came back from it all, you know, because a big part for me, it wasn't about the substances. You mean when the losses came and my losses was my identity, I was a police officer. I was this, I was that, you know, and when all that was taken away, um, I had to, I had to figure out what I was going to do. And unfortunately, you know, for me, I got very angry and I'll show you, but the only one I showed was myself, you know, um, but, you know, you know, despite, you know, despite the obstacles and everything that was coming at me, you know, when I had some clarity, you know, I learned I never failed. Mm. You know, I earned, I, I fought back, I got up and I reclaimed my life. Um, and a lot of my book is based on positivity of, you know, how I did that, because I know I'm a low percentage, you know, and to go from that you know, to owning multi-million dollar companies and working with high executive CEOs who are actually calling me to help them with their businesses. You know, there's a lot to say about that. 
I mean, yeah. it's not like yeah. a problem where now I'm running stagnant in my life and I'm working a nine to five job. Right. I make my schedule. You know, I remarried three beautiful kids, beautiful home. You know, for for me, everyone wants to say everyone defines success differently. Mm. You know, some mm-hmm. it's financial. You know, for some it's this, some it's that. For me, it's freedom. You know, freedom to be able to spend time with my children when I want to spend time with them. Spend time with my wife. Make my own schedule. Um, financially, to be uh, okay. You know, what I mean, I make I make a good living, um, but finances isn't isn't everything to me. It's that freedom to do the things that I want to do. That's so beautiful. I this story is is fantastic and um like the hero's journey as you said but just the lessons that you learn. I want to talk a little bit about that later on but going back to that dark place. I was really interested in what you said about also being so used to serving others and not enough of serving yourself and being able to express what was going on and asking for what you need and it's interesting when you fell in that dark place that even like the drugs were almost kind of numbing you out in a way, you know, like kind of keeping you dead from that, but also maybe facing it a little bit in some ways. And I wondered, like, did you find that you attracted a different kinds of people in your life back then? And like, you, you know, like, was there a difference? Yeah. You know I mean? Most of my life, I mean, I was blessed with a great athletic ability, you know right. what I mean? was from Massachusetts and in Massachusetts, it, it's real different. Blue collar state, get a union job, you know, do this, do that. I thought as a police officer, that was the ultimate job ever. Oh my God. Can you just say blue collar again? That was so yeah. cute. Blue, blue koala. koala. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear it before, you definitely heard it just then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you mean for me, it was, I was always put on a pedestal most of my life and with ah. pedestals, with pedestals and with that type of attention and stuff, you know, comes, uh, you mean, not people that are your real friends. They're they're there for the ride. They're there for the good times, you know, and I didn't realize how many people I had surrounded myself with, you know, because when I went away, you know, and it's a long story and we're not going to, you know, talk about all of it. You can, you can read the book as well or inbox me or whatever else. Um, When I went away, I didn't have any visitors. You know, I, uh. I, had, I, I had completely was a tornado through most people's lives, you know, because I, I had lost, you know, I mean, hope and purpose for myself, you wow. know, it, after it all came out, you had touched on it earlier when you first uh, began the podcast is I couldn't see behind be beyond that. You know, here was a situation for me when I say it wasn't about the substances, it was an inner, the inner loss and in the feeling. I was a police officer, you know, the athletic all-star, this and that. Now I find myself a year, a year uh, later sitting in a cell going, how the hell did I get here when I started to clear up? And now I'm a convicted felon, you know, so what am I going to do with my life? I can't go back to police work. You know, I just, wait, I just want to comment that this is really important because I, I have a lot of clients that talk about this where, you know, maybe they have confidence at work or what they do for a living and their identity gets wrapped up in what they do and what they do for others versus who they are. And that's a big distinction. And I think part of that personal transformation, it sounds like, was like realizing that, that you're so much more. It's not just who you are. And when your identity gets wrapped up in there, there's also like these unauthentic friendships mm-hmm. that come out of it or relationships. So that's really interesting. Anyway, I just want to highlight that because that was super powerful. 
Yeah. So I had to come to grips with it, you know, and I yeah. had to claw, claw myself out of the, you know, to, <laughs> the hell <laughs> some way, somehow. But you I mean, it took me a while to get there until I decided, you know, I started having people from my past that I played athletics with that, you know, I was captain of the football team, this and that, who, who inboxed me or would text me stuff. I hadn't heard from people in 10 years that were like, Joe, remember who you are. And they use analogies on the football field. It's fourth and one. You've never failed us. Remember who you are. You mean, it was stuff that really touched me because I needed to remember because I was so, I was so like laser focused on my situation and everything else. And you know, what society says about, you know, going to jail and being a, it was all nonviolent criminal offenses. It was drug, it was drug stuff that mm-hmm. I did to get what I needed. You may never, you know, wanted to hurt anyone, never touched anyone physically, but you know, now I was sitting, that was the hardest part of my life. It wasn't so much going through it is what do I do now? You know? Yeah. Gosh. Well, and I wondered when you were in that kind of rock bottom place, I always say to people, you sometimes have to hit rock bottom before you can change. Like it's, that's when you're like faced with that moment, you know, um, how did you, were there steps that you took to get out of that dark place? Cause some people have such a hard time lifting themselves up. I'm just curious. Cause you really did. And everyone's stories, you know, different, you know, I, my book is my story and I, from my perspective, you know what I mean? Um, but I'll tell you what incarceration, you know, uh, I don't wish it on anybody. And I know not everyone's story is the same, but our, our incarceration gave me the time I was unwilling to give myself. Mm. It's, Everything down. It made me sit with myself. It made me, you know, really think about what I was doing. You know, I mean, where I was at and and how I got there. You know, I prior to being incarcerated, you know, my that my my using time was a very short time. But like anything in life, I do everything, you know, either full go or no go, whether it's positive or negative. And it really hurt me. Um, but I sat in there and. I started to work on myself. You know, I started to work on me mentally. I started journaling and writing stuff down. You know, I started, I joined the drug block where I could learn more about what was going on with me, you know, and, and I learned a lot of stuff. It came back from like childhood trauma as well. Childhood trauma, you know, decisions that I had made, guilt and shame that I was carrying. And I worked a great deal on myself. And, you know, when I got out, you know, I decided that, hey, um, Instead of saying, why me? I started saying, why not me? I started to think. Mm. In the positive. I started to say to myself, I love that quote that everyone says is somebody took the same situation that you're complaining about and they won with it. And it resonated with me. Ooh, it, that's it, good. It res- yeah, it resonated with me because I've always been very competitive, you know, just born that way or raised that way or however that developed. But, and I've always been very persistent. and. You know, I thought to myself that maybe I went through this so my kids never have to go through it. I mean, there was a lot of things for me. And the change was I changed from, you know, pointing the finger and being the victim to take accountability, to take an accountability and looking at it in the positive. And like today, you fast forward from that mindset there. I look back and, and I could say, yeah, I, I if I wouldn't want to take any of it away. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because Waste your past, you erase yourself. And it took, oh my God, yeah. And it took everything, 
you know, prior to, you know, my downfall, to my downfall, to everything I've done in terms of personal development, business development, everything else to make me the person I am today. You mean even the bad stuff? Yeah, that's so awesome. I, cause in terms of the mindset that you were talking about, that that's yeah. really important. And I know you teach it too, you know, with, with your coaching, when I work with clients, a lot of times, you know, the, they intellectually get it. It's like, I know I'm in victim mentality. I know I'm in scarcity mindset, you know, but it's so hard for them to, to move from one to other. Are there certain like techniques that you use yourself or others? Yeah, absolutely. When I, when I got out, I, you know, did a lot of personal development stuff and I got uh, hooked on NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming mindset work, um, hypnosis, uh, time techniques, EFT, uh, life coaching. And I love it all because I take everything from that and stuff that I learned during my law enforcement training in terms of interview interrogation, you know, visual acuity, breaking people down. Um, but I fell in love with it because with NLP and hypnosis and, and a lot of those, diff- I learned a lot about myself. When I first took it, it wasn't so much so I could work with other people. I always knew I wanted to work with other people and I was pretty good at it. Right. But it taught me, you know, more about myself. And it was like a do on, do on to me before I could do with somebody else. And it changed my perspective on things, you know, to be able to get rid of like limited beliefs in a matter of 30 seconds, you know, to be able to, and this was a big one for me. And one of the things is called anchoring, right? And I can tell you a little bit about, but I love anchoring. Can you know why? Because I had a lot of problems with my internal states in terms of how I was feeling, you know what I mean? And what I felt about myself and how I felt about other people. And I didn't know how to snap out of it. Even if I didn't, I knew it was taking me down a rabbit hole, you know, I just didn't know how to get out of it. And NLP taught me, you know, how to get out of those states. And you said it earlier, which you were hitting on everything that, that I love, because we're very similar, right. is getting out of states that no longer serve you. How awesome is that to, to be able to know or, or identify that you're in a state that's, say, anger, that's not, no longer serving your situation. And some people carry that for years. You mean, but to get rid of that within like a 30 to 40 seconds? Wow. I know, right? It's cr- and, and, and when you put your mind to it and you know the tech, right. you know how to do it, and you're a coach and you have the support system, it is amazing too how quickly you can transform it. And then it leaks into other areas of your life. And I wondered as you were going through all this, you know, from the rock bottom place to, to now, like mm-hmm. I'd love for you to share just also the relationships you had, like with women, like yeah. were they vastly different? Like, did you see the transformation in that? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So for me, and for me, you know, me and maybe people that can identify, you know, when I was going through that and the, my ex-wife had left me and my whole identity was gone and this and that, you know, when I start, when I got initially sober off of that stuff, you know, now I didn't have anything to numb the pain. So what was my next best trick? You know, not the smartest move, was, oh, well, she's not going to numb my pain because she makes me feel good. Ah. You know, so, you know, the codepend- <laughs> the codependency stuff came in, you know, and like I'd be, I, I, and then I'd be a tornado through, through uh, women's lives, you know what I mean? Because I wasn't content on the inside because there was no work done. 
When I first met my wife, Maritza, who is sets the bar very high, she's got her doctorate in every degree and thing you could possibly. Oh my God. She's fantastic. Yes. When I met my wife, it was uh, probably two years removed from incarceration. Uh, Financially, I had nothing. Uh, I had nothing uh, material, materially. I mean, I was rebuilding my life, but I'll tell you this. When I moved to Florida, a year before I met her, I said to myself, I'm not dating anybody. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to concentrate and work on myself. Though I didn't have the finances and everything else, it's the first time in a long time that I felt whole. I knew who I was. I felt I was going to the gym daily. I was working on my mindset. And when I met my wife, she she took me to another level because she was in a lot, she was into a lot of different stuff that I had never even heard of. Like I heard of meditation, but pride and ego, oh, I ain't doing that. When she, when we first got dating, I wanted to be a part of her world. So I'm like, oh, I'll try it. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to go with her and I fell in love with it all because it changed me on the inside. Mm. You know, I mean, she's the one that introduced me to meditation, into Reiki, uh, into a course in miracles, into NLP. You know, and like when I got introduced to this stuff that I had never been introduced, it like I caught on fire with it. Wow. And when you met her and you started developing this thing, did it feel so different than like your previous relationship? It felt felt amazing because I, I remember earlier on in our relationship, I didn't put any expectations when I first started dating her. I was like, you know what? Uh, what it, it is, what it is, you know, she's nice. I, I, I love spending time with her, but I wasn't codependent on the situation and she was well off. Right. I wasn't codependent on her financially. I wasn't codependent on her for anything. If we do, did anything, it was something that I could also bring something to the relationship or to the date as well, you know? Um, but it was so different because, you know, I always said, you know, I'll never put my the situation again that if my if my uh significant other or anybody else decides hey for whatever reason they're just gone you know what i'm gonna be okay you know why because i've worked on myself i've done enough work um on myself and i built a a very good base and that was back then now we're we've been married nine years three kids later and you know Oh my gosh. It's amazing. I love what you said, like not having expectations, you know, and I was just talking to a client the other day and she was going to shut down and not put herself out there and at least just like talk to people because she's like, I think I really need to work on myself. And you know what? Working on yourself is fantastic, but what does that really mean? Are you sitting there in a dark room rocking back and forth? You know, like I'm working on myself, you know, I'm like, how are you going to break your pattern of the things that are causing you the pain? And so with working on yourself, it sounds like also you were just kind of open and me, you know, and, and that's when she kind of came into your life. And I think that's really important to not also compartmentalize, like I'm working on myself, then I find a partner. Now I'm dating. It's like this energy that kind of just transcends from you. Absolutely. Because like what you said, there's just this peacefulness, like you're so solid with who you are. It doesn't matter really what happens. And, right. and that is beautiful. And I think that's the magic. And it's freeing. And like you said, I always say, you know, expectations to me, they're premeditated resentments. You know what I mean? Because a lot of 
a lot of times, you know, people don't meet our expectations and maybe our, maybe our, maybe we need to look at what our expectations really are, you know? Yes. Yes. Like in your, like when you were in that state of needing women to feed you, yeah. your expectation was, oh, yeah. well, I'll numb the pain with the women, you know? Right. And, or the gym or this, Everyone, always, you know, it's, it's very uh, typical and ordinary for codependent type of people, mm-hmm. you know, well, I knew for me, I couldn't do drugs. Right. Because right. that went lower. So now I'm onto women. That's not working. Now I'm onto <laughs> the gym. That's not working. I was always looking for outside influences to fix an internal problem. And it doesn't work. You mean it may, it may like kind of put a band-aid on it for, you know, a week or two, but eventually that stuff will leak out and come out. And not until I decided that, hey, we talked about it is when you say you're going to work on yourself, first of all, you have to recognize the patterns that have got you there in the first place. Yeah, You got to recognize those patterns, right? You need to set up goals. You mean, I know for me, I'm a very routine person. Before my life, I always said for me personally, um, I need to wake up with purpose. There was a time in my life that I woke up and I had no purpose. I was lost. So today, you know, I, I schedule my days. I plan my days out. doesn't mean it always falls that way, but I have purpose in terms of what I want to do. You know, and I don't know what's for me. I don't know what's, what's, what's worse than waking up and not having any purpose. Uh, yes. That that's so important. Um, purpose and passion, you know, yeah. what drives us and, oh my God, there's so much, you and I were talking about this before we came on, like you and I are going to go on and on. And I'm like, look at this. I'm like, how, how is it this time already? Um, maybe like, I would love to just hear as we kind of part what are maybe one or two steps that people could take towards like a personal transformation? Is there something that you always like advise people to do? Yeah. Well, I'm a firm believer in, in having coaches, whether it's a business coach or personal coach, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to call it. Um, but in order to get coaches, you know, people have to have that word that most of us hate is humility, you know, the ability to ask the ability to ask for help. You know, when I know for me, you know, in terms of my personal coach, uh, when I went to them, it doesn't mean that they were any better than me. You mean, I'm probably better than him in a lot of business areas and this and that. But I knew that this person knew what they were talking about. It resonated with me, you know, so getting an outside perspective outside of a relationship and everything else is always a plus. It's always a plus. But the problem is, it's the cheapest thing out there to get, but yet people won't do it because they lack humility, the ability to ask for help. Yeah. And they it's don't so see the value, right? right? Like, yeah, it, exactly. Right. And, but really it's not putting value on themselves and that that's right. actually what we're talking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that is super and, important. And I'll tell you this, I use my story all the time. I'm like, I, you heard part of my story of who I was and how I felt, you know, I'm a convicted felon. <laughs> you know, that went to prison that that owns multi-million dollar companies like if i can do it anybody can do it there's nothing i'm not you mean the only thing that i did was i invested in myself and i believed in myself and we we had said earlier and when you start to worry about stuff i love that one too as well when you worry about stuff that's literally betting against yourself yeah yeah 
I mean, those are parting words of wisdom. I was going to ask you for that, but you already gave it. And I cannot believe, you know, your story from sinning to winning is just so, it, it's just so amazing. So tell everyone where they can find the book and, and talk yeah. a little bit about that. So right now, right now, the book is going to be launched the end of August. There'll be new, more news about it. But if you go to badgebarsbeyond.com, um, you can put your email in and you can sign up for the first chapter for free. The first chapter will be giving out uh, probably the first or t- first two weeks of August, and you can get all the information there. Um, and yeah, if you sign up for that in the email, you'll get everything about the book, when it's coming out, and more about me if you're interested. Awesome. Joe, so good having you. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story. It was great. Thanks, Kim. I appreciate you. And thanks for joining me today. You listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you are having a hard time getting out of your own way with challenges you are dealing with or getting out of your comfort zone to change, hop on a call with me to help you map out a plan to transform your life outside and into attract love. Just click the link you see in the show notes to schedule that. And who knows, that one call could change the entire course of your life. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. 